Well, I want to start out by saying this. Uh, life is just a beautiful gift that God gives us, isn't it? Amen. And it's awful fragile. And I can tell you, over the last week, man, I have seen how fragile that is. I think everybody deals with the different things and stuff like that. But I tell you, you get a lot of calls as a pastor. You get a lot of good calls as a pastor. But, you know, um, and, and, you know, when you invest in, in people's life, um, hey, it's pretty close to home sometimes, don't it? You know, and since last Saturday, I've had an aunt die. I've done a funeral for a friend. Daryl uh, Brown, that was said, a great friend of mine that I work with. I worked with him on Thursday of last week, and we talked about different things. He thought, man, you know, but I don't know if maybe I, I need to get out of this or not, you know, doing some of the trucking business. And Saturday morning, um, he had an a, a incident on the, on the back of one of the offloading trucks, and, uh, and it's, it's pretty serious, and so we want to keep him lifted up. But also, then, um, my brother-in-law's dad passed away. So I've done two funerals. Uh, a couple of hospital visits and all that. I'm not saying, oh, feel bad for Pastor Buddy. I'm telling you, we're all affected by life. That's what I'm saying. And what I'm also saying about that, life is precious and life is fragile. So, Wednesday night, how many know what I do on Wednesday night? That's when I lock it down. You know, I'm praying all the time, Lord, what are we going to preach on this week? I want to have a timely message for what's going on. And so, it was one of those Wednesday nights where I did a lot of listening and I did a lot of reading. And I said, I'm going to bed because I don't have anything, Lord. I refuse to bring forth something on my own strength. I want you to have what God has. And I do my very best, and the team does their very best to listen to the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you how fast and how faithful God is. I went in Thursday morning, and all this stuff was going through my mind. Lord, we've got to prepare for this funeral tonight. We've got to do this going on here and all this. And as, when I go into the building where I work at, there's probably five steps. Five steps. I don't know how long it takes you to do five steps, but not very long. And I'm coming in, and I'm talking to the Lord. I'm just going to give you a sneak preview of what's going on in my heart. And I go, Lord, you know, what's, what's going on? I know life is so fragile. I just want to encourage people and stuff. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but, Lord, you're in control. And as I hit that bottom step, he said, I want you to speak on life. This is what I hear in my heart. I want you to speak on life. He says, all you're talking about is death. I want you to speak on life. Okay. Yes, Lord, I'm sorry. Okay. And as I went up there and I said, and I'm, and I'm asking these questions, Lord, what do you want me to say about life? That's a pretty big thing. You know me. You've got to boil it down. And he says, I want them to see my son in every aspect of their life, past, present, and future. I said, okay. Okay, now I'm like on step two. Man, time I get to stop step five there. The Lord shows me this picture. And I'm going to ask you guys to take your handouts right here. And look at that. If you look at the words we have on, on the side, love, intercession, forgiveness, and eternity. I want you to circle each one of those first letters. So you got L-I-F-E. And that's what he showed me with life. And then he broke this out. Just, and, I, and I'm going through the shop. And I'm like running because I'm, I'm going to forget this. I'm going to forget this. And I've been waiting all night for this word. And everybody's going, hey, man, what's going on? Good morning. You know? And I write this down. And God wants to talk to us about life because that's about love. And, and I was intercession. And we're going to break these out. Forgiveness and eternity. And so I said, man, hey, I didn't mean to be rude. You know, I was just running in there. They said, man, we just gave you some room. We thought you had to go to the restroom. I said, no, everything's okay, man. It's all right. You know, so the guys at work, man, they get it all the time. And, uh, you know, when we're thinking about this stuff, we're, we're one breath away all the time. Now, I, I say that to bring forth the urgency. Not depression. Urgency. You're one phone call away. One phone call can transform your life in, in, in a way that you say, wow, I just can't go back. 
But let me tell you, in the midst of the phone calls, in the midst of the fender benders with sisters and brothers and things like that, God's good, amen? And God wants us to look through his word today and see where he's with us in every step of that journey, amen? Every step. So I want to comfort you with that today. You know, I... Man, I just had so many notes here. I'm looking at they're just all jumping off here. I just don't want to miss a thing that God's given me today to share with you. If you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be in John chapter 5. Our primary verse is going to be 24. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But I wanted to kind of set the stage on what we're doing, uh, what God was showing me. So John chapter 5, if you got your Bibles, I don't have that up here today because I'm, I'm trying to encourage you all to bring your Bibles more. How's that? But the heading on, on John chapter 5. Is this? It says, Jesus heals a lame man by the pool. Now, there's a man there that was crippled up for 38 years. And Jesus spoke to his situation. And he stood up. Let me tell you, regardless of what your situation is, listen to what God's speaking to your situation. God's word will not come back void. God's word is full of power and healing and soothing and uh, comfort. Amen. And he goes on up and he says, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And he did. We go on over a little bit more. We come over to about uh, verse 16. The heading there says, Jesus claims to be the son of God. He don't only claim to be. He is. Amen. But he was setting a record straight for folks. So I want you to see what was going on. And then you get down to about verse 19. I'm going to read a little bit. So Jesus is talking to him. He says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father... Loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. I want you to think about that for just a second. There's so much more to Jesus than what we let him in our life, if I said that right. There's so much more to God than we experience many times. We hold him off at our arm's length. We think that we don't measure up, you know, but through Christ we do. And today I'm going to show you through God's word. If you ever had any doubt about your salvation or losing your salvation today, it's going to be gone because that's my prayer today. As I was putting this together, man, I was like, you know, I need more room up in my preaching room. And I was like, yes, this is so good. And I'll tell you what, we've got so many of God's, I call it word anchors, so many scriptures today that I want you guys to write down and hold on to because in those dark days, I want you to be able to cling to the truth of God's word. Amen. He goes on, he says, then you will truly be astonished. For just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son of God gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the Father judges no one. Instead, he has given the the Son absolute authority to judge. Well, guess what? That's Jesus, right? And we're in Christ, amen? And he's the one that says, you know what? Your sins are forgiven, amen? And he goes on to say, so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son is certainly not honoring the Father who sent him. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God. So you've got to do more than listen. You've got to believe. Amen. I want you to hear that today. Who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned. I want you all to say that. It's right up here, isn't it? All right, let's read this together. Let's just read this together. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned. Amen. Sins, I love you. Man, you guys sound good. Give the Lord a hand clap on that right there, right on the suit. So we look at this. We see, you know, he, he heals a man. 
He, he says who he is. He gives us a very setting for what's going on. And he says, you know what? When you put your faith and trust in me, when you believe in my message, right? When you believe in me, you've already passed from death to life. So with that being said, get your handouts out and let's go ahead and work through this thing, okay? The first thing he showed me was this, love. And we're going to just break it right on down. Now, many of you know this, and I, and I just kept saying to this as I was writing this down. The Lord would just say, look to Jesus. I'm telling you today, whatever's going on in your life, look to Jesus. Get your eyes off the problem. Raise them up a little higher. Raise them up a little higher. Look to Jesus. Amen. So the first thing, I said, well, Lord, what are we going to talk about? When I think of love, I always think of this scripture, right? Many of us know it's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish and have eternal life. How long is eternal life? Forever. Forever. That's what, uh, you know, oh, man. Amen. Well, you know, I get a lot of I get a lot of phone calls and talk to a lot of people that don't understand forever, and that's okay because I want to take God's word and help them understand forever. Amen. Well, let's take a look at this. We see right from the beginning the foundation of God's word that Jesus is love. Amen. He, he, he's He's pouring it out. Let's take a look at this. First John four eight. I want you guys, even if you don't write the whole scripture down. Write it in your Bible. Write it somewhere. Write these, write these scriptures down so you can go back and cling to these things, okay? This is really important. First John 4 it says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. See, when you're in a situation, when you're in a hospital bed, or you're, you're grieving because you've lost somebody, you better know that God's love. You need to settle that up front. Because if not, you get all these twisted things that thinks God's throwing something on you, and that's not the case. God is not buddying up with the devil trying to take you out. He's about life, amen? And he's about love, and he's about giving. I want us to see that. I want us to continue. Just We need to just be feeding on the word of God. Remember last week when we talked about who's my neighbor? How is our life impacting the neighbors in our, in our area? And you know, a neighbor could be across the street, could be across the town. But you know what? I'm hoping that we're applying what we get here and putting feet to it. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Romans 5, 8. I love this verse. The guy I'll sit with every day, and we got close quarters where I'm at. When I turn around, I elbow him. And uh, this is his favorite verse. And I said, what's the verse today, Lynn Wood? He said, you know my favorite. And it's always this. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know what? You could do a sermon on every one of these. So you guys are getting, man, you guys are getting the action-packed thing here. So, you know, you look at this. We feed on this, and we continue to just love on the Lord. And I tell you, it's just so important to understand. I want to break this down. I know you said, buddy, I read it. I read it. I want you to live it, breathe it, taste it. But God, who does it? But God does this, demonstrates his own love. See, a lot of times we get confused, and we think we got to demonstrate our love. If we love God, we will demonstrate our love. It's not something we got to try to work to do, you know? When you love somebody, I don't got to go, oh, man, I got to kiss my wife before I leave today. I got to kiss my wife. Okay, I'll see you later. No. I just I say, hey, baby, I'll see you, see you soon, you know? I like to start my day off with praying over my boy. Start my, my day off with, with the Lord. You know what I mean? Let him set my pace. Because when I honor God with that, he's going to set the stage. Amen? And you know what? I come to find out I need him every minute of the day. How about you? Now, let's keep on talking about We're talking a little bit more about love. 1 Corinthians 13.3 sums it up. Many of you know that they, a lot of folks refer to 1 Corinthians 13 as the love chapter. If you ever feel a little low on being loved, you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Amen? And Paul sums it all up with this. 
Three things will last forever. How long is forever, we said? Eternal forever, right? Faith, hope, and love. And he wraps it up with a bow. And the greatest of these is love. Man, it's forever. And you know what? I wrote this down. It says, love starts where you are and carries you where you need to be. Love doesn't just leave you over to the side. Love doesn't just step over you. Love doesn't say, yeah, sorry about your bad time, your bad luck or whatever. We don't believe in luck. You know, love says, you know what? Hey, I'm praying for you. Love says, you know what? If I can do something for you, let me know and I'll, I will do my best. Love says, look to Jesus, amen. Look a little higher, amen. So my question is for you. Do you see the love of Jesus in your life? See, it's always about bringing it back home and, and, and bringing it back down to this. How are the truths of God's word and God's love shaping you? Think about that. How do you respond? How do you treat others? And ultimately, how do we live our life? That does not mean that we're going to live our life perfectly. But it means that we're going to live in the strength of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, looking to Jesus. Amen? So I want you to think about that. So many times, I'm so thankful when we go through stuff. I thought about this story, and, and when uh, I was preaching uh, last night to the couch and making sure I heard everything. And I went back, and I told you guys this story. I went back all the way back to about seventh grade. I don't know why the Lord brought this to my mind. I went back to about seventh grade, and I thought about one of my little friends. Man, he was wild, man, but he was fun. He was fun, man. I mean, you just never knew what he was going to pull, you know? And I'm thinking, that's funny, but I'm not going to do that. Amen, <laughs> you know? So we were doing stuff. And that particular day, I remember, I, Lord, man, I just went right back to that. I went back to science class. And on the way there, I found a snake. I don't like snakes now. I don't know why then. Like, then you just, you just don't know. And we got a little green snake. We named him Herman. So I got Herman on my arm, right? And I bring him in there. And my science teacher said, we ought to put him in our aquarium. I said, that's cool. We'll keep him in there. And so we're, we're looking at him and everything else. And she's talking. And man, thank God for, for God-fearing teachers, amen, that stand in the gap. I know now they kind of bind you up on a lot of things, but they can still see your love for Christ through you in you towards others, amen. But she didn't leave anything unturned. She says, hey, I want to tell you all about Jesus. I want you to know about the love of God. She used it as an opportunity when she opened up that aquarium with some crazy guys with a snake, she says, they're listening now. They're here now. I'm going, to make, I'm going to make my opportunity now. And she told us about Christ. And she said, you know what? I just want to let you guys know how important this is. You know, how much God's done for you that sin separates you from God. She just gave us the whole gospel. I didn't even understand all of it right then. I'm thinking, I wonder how big that snake's going to get. You know? I mean, really. But God's word didn't come back void. And I remember before I jumped in the tub that night, I was thinking about what she said. I said, Lord, I don't know all the pieces of the puzzle, but, you know, that made sense to me today. And, Lord, I need you. And I went on about my business, got all scrubbed up, and went on. The next day, my little buddy, Ricky, we were out there looking at Herman. He's like, hey. I said, what? He said, do you remember what she said yesterday? I said, yeah, I did. That just kept... Just kept hitting my heart. He said, me too. I said, did you pray? He said, I sure did. I prayed last Lord of my life. I said, that's awesome. We were 14 years old. Now probably about, it's probably been about 10 years ago. So whatever the math is. I remember being in my, I remember being in my backyard when I still lived in Fox Hill. So this is how long I'm going back. It's amazing how God will bring these things to comfort you in times. 
I was out there and I was doing some stuff out there and working on the pool. And, and one of my other buddies called me and said, hey, man, when you get the hey, man phone call, that's not good. Hey, man, what are you doing? Nothing now. He said, did you hear about Rick? I said, what's up? He said, he died. I said, what happened? Something so simple. My buddy was a guy that loved surfing. And I think he was living in Virginia Beach or something over there. And he would get up any time at night to see what them waves are doing. Well, he got up one night. He was married, had a little girl. He got up on his bicycle and rode down. He was going to check out what the surf's going to do. And when he went by, he went by a place that they were carrying on and they were drinking and different things like that. And somebody said something to him. And I told you he didn't change much on that. I'm sure he had something to say. But just from somebody shoving him, he fell back and hit his head on a concrete thing. And he died. Just that fast. Just that fast. Leaving a wife and a baby girl. And immediately I just went, oh. And before I could even get all the way back up, the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, I got him. I got him. Isn't that something? You know, when we go through things with friends and family and stuff, the love of God doesn't let go. I believe God honors those prayers early on, even if we don't understand the fullness of everything. How can my mind ever understand the fullness of this? But you know, he's showing me every day a little bit more and a little bit more. And one thing that never changes is God is love. Amen. I'm so grateful for that. You know what? I'm so grateful for that teacher to take that window. Maybe that was the only time that boy was going to hear it. But he heard it. That's why every week when we come here, we make sure that you hear it. Amen. God is good and God is love. Let's keep on rolling. The next thing the Lord showed me, he talked about intercession. Now, for, for those who are not familiar with that, it means prayer or petition in favor of another. Okay? Or a prayer to God on another's behalf. Let's take a look at this. First Timothy 2.5 says this. For there is one, only one God and one mediator. That means one standing in the gap. Right? Who can reconcile God and humanity. The man Christ Jesus he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message that God gave to the world at just the right time. See, we need to look to Jesus. He's the mediator. He's the one. You see, it says one that can reconcile us back to the Father. The one who purchased our freedom. The one that continues to love us. And, and he, he offers that to everyone. And it was just at the right time, even if we don't understand God's schedule. Even if it's not on our schedule. But thank God, it was on my science teacher's schedule. I'll add this. I might have shared this some time ago, but I'm going to share it again. Years later, I had forgot about that, moving on, everything else, got through that. It's funny. God will give you something and you think you'll hold on that forever. And then sometimes it starts to fade. He didn't fade, but just the things of the world start to fade. Some of the stuff out. That's why we got to stay in this thing. That's why we got to be here. That's why we got to be listening, right? And I went, and me and Denise went to get something to eat. And it was so amazing how this happened. I told uh, Denise, I said, you know what? I was thinking about this lady. It took some time. It, it was so cool that the Lord let me tell her about this before it happened. I said, there was a lady that really took some time with us, told us about the Lord. I said, you know what? I didn't know all the pieces of the puzzle, but I knew I needed Jesus. And I was so thankful for that lady. I wonder what that lady's doing. Went on about this. Two days later, we're sitting in a restaurant, and I'm eating. And I see this lady go by. Man. I get out of control, man. Probably start doing that. I mean, I was just like, Denise is like, sit down. Because <laughs> I'm getting like that, man, but God, God's moving on me. And I'm going, 
that's her. I can't remember her name, but that's her. I know that's her. And Denise's like, will you please sit down? I couldn't stand it, man. I said, I got to talk to this woman. I got to tell her how she changed my life and just speaking the words. Man, I get up. The lady's gone. I am beating myself up. I leave her sitting at the table and go into the parking lot. And I, know, I said, you're finally going to get locked up. This lady's going to say, who is this long-haired guy crying on my shoes? You know what I mean? And so I'm going out there. Man, this is, and, and then I was still rocking and rolling and everything else. But I knew I needed Jesus. I just, didn't, I just didn't know how much. I just didn't know how much. Whew. Let me tell you something how God is. I come back. And I'm sitting there like this. And she's like, what is your problem? I said, I was, told, I was supposed to tell that lady. What lady? I said, the lady I told you about the other. I said, I was supposed to tell that lady. Honey, I was supposed to tell her. Man, do you know what? God's so good. He brought that woman back in to leave a tip. She forgot to leave the tip. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I went over there, man. I am back in. I went over, she was like, I saw that woman. I was like, God, Denise, come, come with you. And I go over there and I said, I said ma'am. And I, I'm trying to calm down because I know she's thinking, this guy is out there. You know? You know? She was thinking, I mean, she had some leftover bags. She was like, yes. You know? I said, ma'am, I, I, can I talk to you? And she just turned around and she goes, how are you? I said, Man, did you teach seventh grade science at Spratly Junior High School? Did you? Did you? Did you? She said, yes. I said, yes, you did. I know. Do you remember Herman? Yeah. She said, the green snake. I go, yes. This is good, right? And I told her, man, I just I said, let me tell you. I'm so grateful that you told me about Jesus. I'm just so thankful you told me about Jesus. And I'm crying and I'm hugging this woman and my wife is going, Jack, please. She's just ready to go, you know. But she's really cool about it. But she's just going, wow, we don't get locked up, you know. But man, God was moving on me so heavy, man. I just needed to tell her that. And I'll tell you something else. You know what she told me? She said, I had lunch with a friend of mine today. And that lady kept going on and on about all her mission trips. And all the lives she had touched and everything else. And she said, I felt like I had never done nothing. Wow. I said, well, you know what? You got more. And I know you got more than that. Isn't that something? God allowed that woman to come back here just to encourage her. And she said, wow, what's been going on? You know, I told her what God was doing and everything else. But man, I tell you, what an amazing reunion that was. Who knew? That God would use a little boy and a little green snake to get somebody the gospel of Christ. He can work in any situation. Amen? Now, when we talk about interceding, we need to look to Jesus. I talked about this. Remember we said, you know, a lot of times we think it's going to be on our time frame. We think it's going to be on our time frame. And you know what? I've come to conceive in this. Is my time frame must be really messed up, you know? I, I think, you know, wow, I think we should be here and we should be doing this and all this. And I, I believe that we should seek the Lord and he should give us a, a vision for each year and all that. And, uh, but I can tell you what, when I start saying, Lord, you know what? It's going to be what you want to be. Lord, we want it to be what you want it to be. When you want it to be, because you know me better than I know me. And you know us better than, than any of us. So why don't we just go and settle this thing up right now? Lord, I don't know. But I know you, and that's good enough for me, amen? And you're interceding on my behalf, I'm going to go with that. Amen? God is good, and his schedule is the best. Let's keep on rolling here. 
Romans 8.34. You guys writing this down? You guys writing this down? It's good stuff. Romans 8.34 says, Who then will condemn us? Oh, I love this. No one. Yeah. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in a place of honor at God's right hand, interceding for us. But you know what? How many times have we got us in there? One, two, three, four. One scripture. He's talking about you and me. Four times. He wants us to get this. See, and the reason I'm taking time with this today is because a lot of times we have those phone calls. We have those deals that we've got to deal with. And I want you to be secure in who you are in Christ. So when the crisis comes, you just stand up on the rock of Jesus and say, Lord, he'll get me through to the other side. We don't have to have a lot of money in our pocket, right? We can get to the other side. We don't have to have the most fanciest car. He can get it to the other side. It's just stuff. But I'm going to tell you what. God can use different things in your life. I'm not talking down anything. If you got this and got that and God's blessed you with it, enjoy it. Don't feel guilty. Best. God has blessed me with this. I give glory to God because we've been able to do this. But I'm going to tell you what. It starts with this. It starts with the heart. Everything's thrown out of the heart. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Hebrews 7.25 says, therefore, he is able to save completely. Somebody say completely. Does that mean anything left over? Nothing left over completely. Those who come to God through him, Jesus, because he is always, he always lives to intercede for faith. See, when, when I talk to people, they say, well, you think you go to heaven? I say, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to heaven. Why? You think you're so nice? No. You think you're so smart? No. I think I'm in Jesus. I know I'm in Jesus. And what does he say? That it is completely finished. It's completely done. When he gave up the ghost, he said, it is finished. See, that's the, that's the power of the gospel. And we go ahead and look at this. And he comes on down here and he says, because he always lives to intercede for them, his children, us, always. Let me tell you, that's something else when you think about it. Always. Do you love me? Not always. Huh? Will you forgive me? Maybe not always. He's always God. He's an on-time God. He's for you, amen. He is interceding. What is he doing? He's, he's praying on our behalf. You know, that's where I believe right-hand man came from. Hey, that's my right-hand man. Right? He is in the place of honor at God's right hand. When God, when God looks to you to see your situation, when you put your faith and, faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what yesterday was, what tomorrow will bring, past, present, and future, he sees you in the robe of righteousness that Christ purchased for you without any blemish. He is the one that's done the work. He is the one that gets the praise and honor. Amen. So that's the whole deal. We look at this. He's interceding on our behalf. That's the deep truth of the gospel that we got to get in our hearts. Because when you start walking from that, everything else changes. Everything else changes. We need to be looking to him for forgiveness. Amen. Let's take a look at that. Everybody doing all right? Say amen. All right. Got me all crying and everything else, but that's okay. First mm. John 1, 9. That's a good, familiar, powerful voice verse, isn't it? If we confess our sins, who is faithful? He is faithful and just and will forgive what? Us, our sins. He didn't say one sin, did he? He said sins. And not only that, guess what? It purifies from all unrighteousness. I want you to see something here. Who is faithful? We said it's Jesus, right? What else does he do? He purifies us from all unrighteousness. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like we need to look to Jesus, amen? Isaiah 43, 25 says this, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake and remembers your sin no more. 
Man. Who does this? God does this. For who? For his own sake. For his own sake, right? Because he loves you so much. That's why he's worthy of praise. That's why we honor him. That's why we worship him. That's why we look to him for the joy. That's why it's all about Jesus. Amen. As we continue to look at that, he's about restoration. You see where it says no condemnation, no finger pointing, no blame game. No, yeah, but you remember 37 days ago when you did that or last week or what you might do. He said no condemnation. That's freeing. See, a lot of times so many people are living under that, that bondage of, oh my gosh, I did this, I said this, I should have done this, I didn't do this, all that. Man, just give it to Jesus and let's keep on walking with that because he's already paid for it. And he, what is he doing? He's constantly interceding on our behalf, amen? And he says he does that and he remembers your sin no more. See, I need to hear that. I don't know about you, I need to, I need to hear that because I'm going to tell you what, I can, I can really blow it with the best of them. I can just blow it with the best of them because, you know, the Lord says when you know what to do when you don't do it, that's it. So there's situations I go, well, do I do this? Or do I, well, I'll get back with that. Well, I missed the opportunity. I missed the opportunity. Let's not miss opportunities to shine for Christ. Amen. Here we go. Colossians 1, 13, 14. It says, for he has rescued us from the, from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the, to the kingdom of his son he loves. And whom he had... In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. I was thinking about this. Have you, ever, have you ever seen somebody on the news that's been rescued from something? I mean, they're excited. Why not, right? I mean, when you're rescued, man, you pull somebody from a burning car, burning, burning a house or whatever the case is, or you've been out on a boat and you see land, you're excited. You've been rescued, right? Why is it so many times we see people go to church like that? Go out of church like that. You know? Man, I man, y'all would be out there doing some cartwheels. Like, man, let me tell you what God done for me. Let me tell you what I learned today. Let me tell you who I am in Christ. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. See, that's why I talk so much, because I got a lot to tell. And it's not about me, it's about him. Because you know what? I spent 30 years telling about me. And you know what? It ain't no big story. The greatest thing that'll ever happen to you, I said it the other day, the greatest question ever asked, I believe, is do you know Jesus? And the greatest answer to that is, yes, I do. He's my Savior. We're going to have an opportunity to cling to that today. So many times we, we just forget about what God's done. And we allow the circumstances to just drag us down. I know that a lot of us are going through some tough times. But I'm telling you what, if we fill up on this now, when those tough times come, he's going to level you out. He's going to put people in your path to remind you of what he's done. He's going to come around and you're going to see stuff. Just like that lady. You know what? She was just sitting there probably just trying to choke that burger down when that lady was talking about all the things that she had done. But God said, that's all right. I'll take care of this. I'm going to send some fat long here. got to tell you how much she did for this life, right? She didn't use anybody. And that's what I love it. Because we qualify in Christ. We qualify in Christ. I want you to take that home with you today because you know what? We are forgiven. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Psalm 103, 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions, our sins, from us. You got time for another story? Good. Like the door, Tim. <laughs> Early on, now, you know, when we grew up, we, we, my folks were simple, man. I did not want for anything. I knew I was loved. Me and my sister had a good relationship. Loved living in the neighborhood I lived in. 
You know, we had, we had a good time. But uh, they weren't real big on all the newest things. You know, microwave. Come on, man. Air conditioning. Come on, what you talking about? Man, I go knock on my buddy's door, and he'd open up and go, hey, man, what's up? I'm just waiting in there. Hey, hey, can you come out today? He goes, it's too hot. I'll see you later. I'm going, oh, man, we didn't have no air conditioning. Well, I remember I went to Woolworth and got a $20 box fan. I lay in front of that thing like that. Ah, ah. So anyway, God's a supplier, isn't he? So anyway, we didn't have the latest and greatest, all the cooking stuff and different things like that, but we never starved. Well, later on, I did a little dating, met a few folks and stuff, and I was spending time with this young lady, and I, I remember one day, she said, well, you know, you know, I can cook something. I said, well, I can cook. Ain't no problem. I can cook. She said, what do you cook? I said, I cook breakfast. Man, I could, I mean, you just throw grease in there and everything's good. I said, I, I could do an omelet. She said, well, I got some stuff. I said, hey, you just sit down, baby. I'm going to impress this one. I got it going on. So I get in there. I said, where is this? Where is this? I got this here and I got this here and all this stuff. Man, I'm putting the stuff in there. I got the butter. I got the green peppers and everything, man. I'm doing all this stuff and everything's good. And I'm just scraping her, flipping her, scraping her, flipping her. I said, hey, supper served. Come on around. I put it out on the table. She started eating. She said, that ain't bad. I said, I told you. Man, I'm just smiling and everything. She said, uh, you know, it looks like you put a lot of pepper on this, but I didn't have any pepper. I said, well, I didn't use any pepper. She said, you didn't? I said, no. Why do you say that? She says, why is all them little black specks on my egg? I said, I don't know. Now I'm talking, about, I don't know. She said, uh, did you use my new pan? So I got the biggest one I could find. I mean, look at that omelet. I'm still proud to. Look at that omelet, man. That's a four-acre, baby. You know, that thing is good. She said, did you use the metal spatula on my silver stone? I said, what's silver stone? We ain't had no silver stone. Mom had two things, you know, cast iron, big and small. That's it. Man, I had carved that woman's plate up like you wouldn't believe. She said, I'm supposed to use this. I'm like, I'll take you out for lunch. You know? Man, I had carved that baby up. So that all that silver stone was on our meal. And I had ate mine. <laughs> so when the guys see me running in the morning, <laughs> it's probably all that silver stone still in my body. I gotta get right? So anyway, it's just crazy. So I'm looking at that. You say, how in the world is that tied to this? As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. I thought about that. It don't stick to you. Sin don't stick to you. Just like that silver stone pan, you put something in there and you use the right equipment, it won't stick. See, God says, you know what? I paid the price. I'm the one that took it. And you know what? You're set free. It's crazy as we think things are in some of these stories and stuff. I guarantee you'll remember that story before you remember some of the other things. Let me tell you, if they can use Herman, they can use silver stone pans. All right, let's keep on rolling. Praise the Lord. So now we want to talk about eternity. Eternity, and what I'm talking about is the timeless state following death. You ever think about what happens when you die? You know, you look to the world, a lot of people don't seem to think that. You see the way they live, the way they do, it's like, hey, I got to get it all. I want it all right now, right now, right now. Man, let's see how many toys we can get in the backyard. Let's see all these different things, all this different stuff. And, you know, and then also you got the guys, and I think it's great to work out. I need to get back on it. And, and man, they, man, they pumping up. They got this stuff going there. Like, Why you got so many mirrors up there? I know what I look like. You know? I'm thinking, man, oh, how does this go straight? 
You know, and you see all these different things up there. And everybody's going to get looking good and all this. This body's going to quit, man. It's going to get. It's going to go. I mean, it, it, the Bible says the best you're ever going to get is 120. And I'm going to tell you what, with the stress factor that we keep on ourselves, I don't think it's going to happen with 120. And you know, as time goes by, you sit there and look and go, I put so much energy in it. And I think we should, should prepare. And I think we should take care of the, the temple that, that God lives in. But you know what? If we could balance that out. You know what? You think, man, I got three more sets. I got three more sets. How about I got three more chapters? I got three more chapters. I got three more verses. You, know, you see what I'm saying? If we would fill up on this thing right here. Make all the difference in the world. When we went last night. Matt was talking about the theme of the night for the men's, men's meeting was tools. The number one tool. Who can tell me what the number one tool is from this survey? Everybody said, oh, I don't know. Let me just tell you. I picked duct tape. And they said, no. But I believe that should be one. That's who's going to go. He went through all that and they said the number one tool was a knife. Out of all the years, the number one tool somebody would use is a knife. I got to thinking. Isn't this the sword of the Lord? This is his sword, man. You know, when I carry this thing to work, sometimes I put it in my knapsack now. But I used to carry it like this, and, and then I had a little handle on it before I had this one. I remember a guy sitting out there. Hey, big boy. Would you bring your pocketbook? <laughs> I said, no, man, I brought the sword. I said, this thing is sharp as anything, brother. I said, man, it'll trim you right on down. He goes, praise the Lord. <laughs> that, that, that breezed him back, didn't it? Yeah. Keep on going. Well, let's talk about this. I want us to understand something. Take a look at this. The Bible says when we leave this earth, we'll either spend eternity with the Lord because we've received Jesus Christ as our pardon for our sin and through a relationship with the Son, or we will spend eternity in hell. So a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's the truth. That's the other side of the coin. All right? And, and it's totally separation from God because we've rejected God. Now, I want you to listen to this. I was thinking about this. Eternity. I want you to get your mind around eternity. When you don't feel good, right, you think, well, I'm going to get better one day. Now, you don't think, man, well, you know, I, I'm so sick or this or then I die, it'll be better, okay? Well, if you know Jesus Christ, that's true. When you commit a crime, when somebody commits a crime, and they go in there and they say, 25 years, the guy does his time. 25 years, the door's open, he walks out, he's a free man. He's paid the debt, right? Well, guess what? We had a debt that we couldn't pay, the sin, right? I want you to understand this. A lot of times you're talking to people, they think, well, eternity, they don't understand the definition of eternity. They don't understand that it's without end. So, for a child of God that's put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we take our last breath here, we step in to what God's got for us, for eternity. That's good news. For the person who has rejected Jesus Christ, they step into eternity. And they will spend eternity in hell. That's not God's design. They've rejected the way out. You see what I'm saying? They rejected the one that has paid the fine. He said, no, I don't want it. Now, you say, well, what is that tying in with the eternity? It's not going to end. When you think about today, when you're sharing your faith, when somebody said, well, I'm not really listening to that right now or whatever, understand what's at stake. That person, any person, any person that rejects Jesus Christ, the only way to heaven, and they die, they will spend eternity in hell. The Bible is very clear on that. But they don't have to because the good news of Jesus Christ is life. Amen. And that's what we want to get to. It's not like they're going to go to hell for 25 years and then jump over and be in heaven. That's not going to happen. That's why 
We preach what we do. That's why we preach with the zeal that we do. That's why we share the Bible tracts like we do. Because that's what's at stake. Eternity is either heaven or hell. You're one breath away from your spiritual destination. I was to take a deep breath. What do you believe? I don't know is not a good answer. Jesus is the answer. Amen. He is the one. Let's keep on rolling. See, the Lord pays eternal dividends. You know, I used to hear this all the time. People say, oh, y'all got some CDs. Y'all making a lot of money. Making a lot of money on them CDs. I said, no, we give most of them away. You do. Yeah, we do. And guess what? Because we're investing in the kingdom. Because we're investing in something that pays eternal dividends. Soul winning. They go, oh, oh, yeah, that's what it's about. Does it take money to do things? Absolutely. Absolutely, and we try to be very, very prayerful in whatever we do. And we appreciate tithes and offerings as we bring it to the Lord. That's a, part, that's a form of worship. Lord, you know what? You do what you want with it. We're bringing it on to, to your works. And Father, Lee, God, and direct us that we further the kingdom with what you've been blessing us with. That's, that's our prayer, right? But we want to invest in things that bring eternal dividends. And that's share Jesus. Now, I want to share this. Oh, I've got to talk fast. I got to talk fast, but I can't leave this out. Legacy. What legacy will you leave? You know, when I told you we went, uh, had some funerals and stuff this week, and, and, and I prayed. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Um, Mr. Wade passed away this week. A good friend of ours. He, I've been in the family for 17 years. Angie's father-in-law and the kid's grand, grand, uh, granddad. What a, what a great guy. But what's so great about when I was able to speak a few words of encouragement at his funeral was not that he was a great guy. That's cool. What was great is he knew Jesus. See, so it was a celebration of life. Let me tell you, this place was packed. When I got up to speak, I got up and I was sitting up there and I was like, there's people way out there, all the way back. See, he had lived a life, right? Not perfect, but he had lived a life seeking after the Lord, sharing what God has done in his life, raising his family in the core values of Jesus Christ, leaving a legacy. Now, I want to tell you something. You can leave a lot of things to your family. You can leave them some money. They'll spend it. It'll be gone. You can leave them a house. And before too long, it's going to need a roof and this and that and everything else. But let me tell you, when you leave a godly legacy to your family, that's something they can build on. Amen. That is something right there they can, they can sink your teeth in. Don't get me wrong. Just because your granddaddy was saved don't mean you're saved. It is a personal relationship with each one. But I'm going to tell you what. Just like I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine that's going through some stuff, he said, I'm so grateful. Even though I'm going through some things right now that my mom and dad set that foundation of Jesus Christ. But he said, I'm good either way. I'm good either way. See, that's the thing today. Do we know where we will spend eternity? Is it what? The Lord Jesus Christ. And what will we leave behind? How can I know I will spend eternity in heaven with the Lord? Well, you know, we talked about it right out of the chute. We've seen scripture after scripture after scripture saying, you know what? You call on me and I got you. Did he say completely? Did he say as far as the east is from the west? And he said, I got you covered, right? That's what is available to you today. I pray that we receive that, amen? Receive this gift of eternity life by asking Jesus into your life today for the forgiveness of your sin. Just ask him. What do I got to do? What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith in him, amen? Just keep on rolling. You can be sure and secure in Christ. Isn't it great to be secure in something? Isn't it great? You know, for, for some people, I've heard people talk and say, well, you know, I'm thinking about retiring and I've got X number of dollars in this fund and, and I should be good. We could do this. We could do that. We could do this. That's wonderful. But you know what? Things change. That market changes, doesn't it? Your health changes, doesn't it? The tax laws change, doesn't it? God never changes. 
God never changes. And that's what I think. This is such an amazing thing in our life that we can rest in him. And I'm going to pull this together right now. The Lord laid it on my heart about seeing him past, present, and future. Wherever you're at in your life, I pray that you can see this. And we're going back to, to breaking it out life. Love, no matter how bad your past, Jesus' love is available to you. I want you to hear that today. No matter what's going on in your past, what's going on on the way here, his love is able to reach you. It is available to you. That's free, amen? Intercession, we learned a new word today, right? That he's praying on our behalf. He's interceding, right? To the Father, right? Jesus intercedes on your behalf. We just saw scripture after scripture. He says, say, for my own sake, I'm going to blot your sins out when you put your faith and trust in him. Amen? And moving up here with the forgiveness. How many knows it's great to be forgiven, isn't it? When you miss the mark, whether it's with your friend, your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, your spouse, it's nice to be forgiven. But you know what? It works both ways on that because a lot of times we can hold on to that unforgiveness and that other person goes on about this and says, hey, look, I'm sorry. Heartfelt, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I can't undo that. And I'm sorry. I'm asking you to forgive me. You know what? That person that does not give the forgiveness, they'll, they'll live in bondage, not the other guy. Not them. But see, Jesus is a bondage breaker. He's a soul saver. He says, we are forgiven. And last, I want you to think about this eternity. You're eternally secure in the arms of Christ. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't know what it is. It's just something when you know that the loving arms of the Lord are wrapped around you. Man. When I grew up, there was a little kid next door. And I was a little bit older. I was grown, you know, 12 years old. This kid was probably about four. I remember every time he would get hurt or every time something was go, go wrong, he had this one thing. Dad, hold me. Dad, hold me. Man. Jesus said, hey, you know what? I want to hold you. I want to forgive you. I want to bless you. I want to heal you. I want to comfort you for all eternity. And it starts today, right here. Lastly, close your eyes while I pray. Father, you have shown us through your word. I pray, Lord. I pray that you are glorified through the message today, Father. I pray that they see it so much more than what a man could ever bring. But they see it as what Jesus has purchased for each one here. Lord, I thank you for the lives that have been touched. And the lives that, and, and our lives here. That people have touched us in a way with the gospel that transforms our life. I pray today, if you're sitting here today. Do you know for sure that you are eternally secure in the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, well, but that all sounds good, but I'm just not sure how to put the puzzle together. Here it is. Believe on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you today of your sin. If that's you today, I should just look up here. I just want to pray for you where you are and comfort you in knowing that God's word will not come back. If you're here today, you say, man, I'm glad that you talked about past and present because, you know, I've really blown it. Well, guess what? I want to tell you that God's got a good future for you. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you are secure in Him. That does not mean it's always going to be rosy. That does not mean we're not going to have some scar tissue along the way. I want you to hear this. So many times, like I said when we first started out, there's holes in our life. And we try to patch them and fill them with everything else. But I'm going to tell you what brings healing, restoration, and security and joy in your life is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, you are amazing. I thank you for the work that you're doing here. 
Father, take this message and make it so much more. I pray a blessing for each one here. For the ones that are going through things, Lord, that we lift up our extended church family. For moms and dads that are, are aging. Lord, for Daryl. For their family. For so many that's come through this place, Lord, that need a touch. And for those that are in here, we need your touch. Father, I thank you that you never turn your back on us. The well never runs dry, Lord. I thank you that we can come to you and you can quench our, our thirst with the relationship of Jesus Christ. I praise you in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap.